0: Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by Webex, by Cisco. I'm Rebecca Ibarra.
1: And I'm Dave Smith. It's Monday, June 27th, and we're the podcast that updates whenever there's news. All day, every weekday.
0: Here's the latest. The Supreme Court has sided with a high school football coach who was forced to stop praying on the field after games. The 6-3 ruling by the court's conservative justices means at least some forms of individual prayer are now allowed in public schools. The case dates back to 2015, when Joseph Kennedy, a coach in Washington state, sued his school district for interfering with his free exercise of religion rights under the First Amendment.
1: It looks like Russia is going to default on its foreign debt for the first time in over a century. It needed to make a payment of $100 million by Sunday, and it had the money, but due to sanctions, the payment is stuck at a bank where it was supposed to be distributed to investors. So what does this all mean? Timothy Ash from Blue Bay Asset Management says a default will, quote, impact Russia's ratings, market access and financing costs for years to come.
0: Soldiers in the army can now have even more visible tattoos. It's now allowing recruits to have ink on their hands, behind their ears and on the back of their necks. The policy change comes as the army struggles with recruitment. It also recently announced a $35,000 signing bonus for recruits who commit to four years. President Biden is in the Bavarian
1: Alps today. I'm not jealous or anything. To meet with the g7 leaders in terms of what you should expect from that meeting they'll be brainstorming more ways to pressure putin for his war in ukraine including sending more missiles to help ukraine's defense and they'll also likely address the elephant in the room the global rise in fuel costs which are soaring everywhere in part due to the sanctions they've placed on russia
0: i wanted to dedicate
2: this next song to the five members of the supreme court who showed us that at the end of the day they truly don't give a shit about freedom
1: that was olivia rodrigo's message to the supreme court at the uk's glastonbury festival over the weekend she and lily allen sang allen's hit song you they were just two of many many stars who spoke out against friday's ruling on abortion including kendrick lamar Billie Eilish and Megan Thee Stallion. Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens. So check back whenever you want to know the latest. Coming up, we talk to Adam Rogers about what is happening in Silicon Valley right now, where tech workers are questioning their life choices now that the industry is imploding around them.
0: The changing world of hybrid work offers new possibilities. Webex enables them with an open platform and many integrated partners like Envoy, Tandem, and Miro. Powerful partnerships power hybrid work. Visit apphub.webex.com. Webex, working for everyone.
1: The makers of period tracking apps are stepping up privacy policies after the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe. According to the Wall Street Journal, the makers of apps like Flow, Clue, and the Apple Health app say they're taking steps to keep users' data untraceable or to give users the choice to keep data anonymous. The concern is that information from these apps could be subpoenaed in states criminalizing anyone seeking an abortion.
0: Toyota's electric vehicle plans just hit a slight speed bump. The company says it's recalling about 2,700 brand new electric SUVs because apparently their wheels can come off. Another electric car that Toyota co-developed with Subaru has the same issue, so if you have a Toyota BZ4X or a new Subaru Solterra, you might want to get in touch with the manufacturer.
1: If you're still smarting after your crypto investments crashed over the last few weeks, here's a little something that might cheer you up. Your pain is the planet's gain. The amount of electricity used to mine Bitcoin and other currencies has plummeted by around 50% recently. That's 50%. Yet, even at this lower energy level, Bitcoin mining still uses a crazy amount of juice, about the same as the
0: entire country of Argentina. Two kings duked it out at the box office this weekend. Elvis, the biopic from Baz Luhrmann, tied for first place with Tom Cruise's Top Gun Maverick, which is a month old but still flying high. A winner will be crowned when Sunday's ticket sales are counted, but Tom Cruise has got to be very happy regardless of the outcome because Top Gun is the first movie this year to cross $1 billion in worldwide ticket sales.
1: So, the market is having a rough time, and so is Silicon Valley. As such, there's a growing divide among engineers, and it's all playing out on a social network called Blind, where people in tech can find jobs, get advice, and vent. Adam Rogers, a tech correspondent at Insider, and one of our regular contributors, spent multiple weeks using the app to get the lowdown on what is going on. So, Adam, talk to me about Blind. How does it work, and why is this app so popular among Silicon Valley types?
2: Well, it started out as kind of a uh, back channel gossip, you know, chat function. In that sense, it's really just multiple chat rooms and topics like any other social network. But the key distinction is that people who use it are all but anonymous. What I mean by that is you're identified only by the company for which you work, which sounds pretty dystopian, but I can actually top that because while that's the thing that's enforced by blind itself, also, once you're on the network, when you post something, you are expected by cultural fiat to also say what your total compensation is. And if you don't, then the first comment you are likely to receive is TC or GTFO. Total compensation
1: or get the F
2: out. That's the one. So basically, you are identified by where you work, how much you make, and how long you've been doing it.
1: You say that you spent a few weeks on blind. So what is the vibe in the industry like right now?
2: Yeah. What must it be like to work for an industry in total economic freefall where you don't know what's going to happen next and aren't sure you're doing something that really is worthwhile anymore? What must that feel like, Dave? What Are you talking about what tech must- or journalism? <laughs> What am I talking about? Uh, Sorry, I don't mean to um, bring my own existential crises onto the show. I I I guess what I, (laughs) you know, blind is a very good social network to be on if you want to hear the immediate rumor for like, oh, this company is now frozen offers. You know, new job Mm -hmm. offers. This company had just announced layoffs. This company just called, you know, a surprise all hands. But now it was like, oh my God, you know, people's total compensation packages were getting smaller. They were asking whether they should actually buy a house because, of course, their personal valuation was getting smaller because they didn't have cash. They had stock options, but those stock options Mm -hmm. were worth less. And these are things that if you've been around Silicon Valley, Or tech as a business for a long time. You know, that's happened before, but it was at scary moments. It was tech busts. That's what this started to look like. And people were, you know, ranging from concern to outright panic. If you've never seen one before, you're like, oh, oh, this thing I was going to dedicate my life to and this thing for which I now make a six figure salary, it looks like it's falling apart.
1: Right. And the backdrop here is this kind of two sided battle over the pursuit of happiness, which you write about. So you talk about how on the one side you have optimizers and the other side you have balancers. So, optimizers, balancers, can you just break this down for me, Adam? What are these two camps all about?
2: So, in my construction here, an optimizer is someone who will time their day to the moment and calculate all of their metabolic intakes and really, really like dial in all of the stats. Of your day to make yourself the most productive and the most likely to eventually start a business and get a unicorn valuation and have the kind of successful life. And then kind of on the other side of that are the people in that world who I was describing as balancers who are interested in the abbreviation on blind is WLB, work-life balance. Like, How do you have a job that you're happy with, but also feel like you have a social life, maybe have a romantic partner, feel like that you're getting enough exercise but not, you know, really like programmatically getting the exact right amount of exercise to live forever or something. And those are kind of two, they're not always diametrically opposed, but they are sort of looking for different things out of life. And both sides tend to think the other side has it wrong, mm. you know, really. But but what I was seeing on blind in the last few weeks kind of flipped that on its head.
1: So what is actually different? It seems like nobody is happy.
2: Why is that? They really seem like in the face of what looked like imminent Collapse, if not some real chaos in that whole business. The optimizers were sort of feeling like maybe it wasn't worth it, you know, and that they should have gone for work life balance instead, that like you could actually have more money than they were making and more happiness outside tech altogether. And the balancers were kind of feeling like, well, maybe they weren't living up to their potential, you know, and they were feeling like maybe they'd messed that up. So there's a lot of guilt on both sides, which is really a bummer, but it really was kind of upsetting to me to see like, I'm 30 and just not happy, not happy with the choices, not happy with the prospects, not happy with the future. No matter what those choices had been, they were all expressing it.
1: So Adam, what is the big takeaway here? Like what should people know about Silicon Valley types at this particular
2: point in time? What it looked like to me was a real kind of reevaluation, a reckoning of the of what it looked like to have a job in Silicon Valley and Silicon Valley adjacent businesses. Maybe that's not the lifestyle anymore. And so the contraction, the bust, if it turns into that, if that makes kind of the workers of the Valley unite and rethink what it means to work there, that's that's maybe a good thing, but it certainly comes with some psychological, some mental health pain in the process.
1: Adam, thank you for chatting with me as always.
2: Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me.